the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. Welcome to the CHSL Preview, presented by Siena Heights University. Tonight, we get you ready for the Patriot Detroit's coverage of the Catholic High School Football League. Now, here's Jeremy Otto. Welcome, everyone, to our Patriot Detroit studios here in Ferndale. Well, it's it's nice to be here, but we want to get out of here. We want to get to the field, which is just a, a couple weeks away you can just uh, fear the roar of that crowd as uh, we get closer and closer here to the start of high school football season. I'm sure all these coaches are happy for their athletes to put the pads on here today. That's always kind of a, a mark in this preseason. Obviously, you do your seven-on-sevens and you have your workouts and some of your non-contact stuff. But this is kind of the premier week that everything opens and we get closer and closer to the regular season. And you think about it, we'll talk about this with some of our head coaches here today we have a really good lineup of coaches that we're going to talk to get to that in a moment but it's a challenge to get these guys ready especially for some of the smaller schools that only have 20 or 25 athletes and we have a good number of those in the catholic league and then we have the other side of the scale the catholic centrals the de la Salles, um and the brother rices of the world that you know have uber numbers in terms of football guys we even have a program today that we'll talk to that's a conglomerate between two schools just to get these football numbers up but that's that's certainly a challenge to not be able to put the pads on until this week and get them ready for week one because it comes really quickly and really when you look up and down these schedules there's some great great games that these coaches will put out there in week one week two week three even before the gauntlet of the catholic high school league season starts so let's take a look at our guest here today coach oscar olenicek will be with us in just a few moments. Here is the head coach at Shrine after a good stint at UD Jesuit as well. Deontay Allen, the fresh face over at Riverview, Gabriel Richard. It was kind of a tough year for them, and this is their second coach, head coach that is, in as many years. But I really like what Deontay has to say, and I think he's going to run a good ship over at Riverview, Gabriel Richard, to try to get them back to competitive land as well. Chris Laney, another new face, taking over for John Filiatro at Divine Child. 
his wife has a major tie to the school. So we'll talk about that with him in a little bit. And also Dan Rome, the head coach at De La Salle. What a job that Dan has done in just two years. Obviously took over a program that uh, you know just needed a solid coach, somebody that was um, you know going to maybe crack down. Not that Mike Giannone did a bad job and all those things weren't necessarily his fault. But when you have a situation like that, you need a guy that's going to come right in and hit the ground running. And they had a lot of talent on that roster even two years ago. He took them to a state final in a COVID year after they had to pause nearly a month before the season started back up. So we'll talk to Dan Roan as well. Back-to-back state championship appearances for him and obviously winning another state title on his resume last year against Traverse City Central. We covered it right here on the Patriots. So this is this is kind of our format. We like to talk to four different coaches. We may have a media guest next week. Not quite sure. Still trying to book all her guests, but... Uh, it's another good lineup here today. Good mix of two, you know, veterans and Coach Olenicek and obviously Coach Roan and two new guys to the head coaching realm, at least at their schools. They've been around the Catholic League, both of them, quite a while. But it'll be fun to pick their brains on what they're trying to do this year as well. We want to remind you to follow us on Twitter at CHSL on WDTK. Once again, that's at CHSL on WDTK. And if you're a coach, you're a fan, you're a player listening here, we really need you to retweet our contents. Again, at CHSL on WTTK. That's one of the main ways of communications to you, the fan, who we're covering that week. You know, maybe some breaking news in the Catholic High School League. And follow us as well. Our, our numbers have been growing on the newest Twitter in the last couple of years. But uh, the more you can follow us, the more you can like and retweet us. It helps us grow our brand and, and get out and cover these fine student-athletes. You know, one of the best leagues for football in the state. And one of our guests here today, one of these head coaches, stole... Our analyst, our color analyst who did a really nice job, Dylan Dixon, last year. Obviously, we say that with a little fun. We congratulate Dylan on moving on to a coordinator role, big-time coordinator now as Dylan Dixon. We will miss him this year. So we'll get to that in a little bit here in our second preview show brought to you by Siena Heights University. All three of these preview shows airing on Fridays. We plan to podcast them as well and post those links on social media so you can go back and listen, or if you missed it, you can Roll it on back in the podcast section as well. Coach Olenicek is our first guest when we get back on the Patriots. Stick with us. We have always believed that every child learns differently, so we develop individualized plans for each student. This year, we are delivering educational support in every possible way, in person, in our center, or at your home and virtually. Any subject, any grade, Anywhere, the Student Connection, uniquely designed for success. TheStudentConnect.com Bishop Foley Catholic is a co-ed college preparatory high school with a strong Catholic identity and long-standing traditions. Our students thrive spiritually, in the classroom, on the field, in the community. Bishop Foley Catholic is a family. We are proud of our 57 CHSL championships and 19 state championships. Go Ventures! Follow the Catholic League Game of the Week on Twitter at CHSL on WDTK. Now back to the CHSL football preview presented by Siena Heights University. 
Well, one of our long-standing guests, whether it be on the CHSL Drive Home or on this preview show, Coach Olenichek is on the line from Shrine. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Jeremy? Doing well. Always good to talk with you. That means this, this season is kicking off, and we kind of talked about it before we brought you on here. Obviously, this is a big week for you guys and all around the state of Michigan for high school football. Just putting the pads on, that's a big deal. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's always great to start the season off. I mean, the summers are long, and we're working with the kids, but this is the absolute true start to the season, and we're very excited about it. Well, you guys are in your second year uh, partner with Southfield Christian to put a team together. I guess, you know, how is year one in that partnership? It's outstanding. Uh, you know, we have a, a school with uh, similar values, uh, both academically and in their faith life. Uh, they have outstanding young men, and the ones that have joined our program have have fit right in, and I, I say this, you could watch our team on the sidelines and not have an idea who's Shrine and who's Southfield Christian. Uh, they blend together, and our young men have done a great job of getting along. Your number is around 26 to 30 this year. Is it a little bit challenging to get these guys ready just because you have less bodies to deal with in preseason? Uh, well, considering this is the largest number I've had since I've been at Shrine, it's been actually uh, quite the opposite. It's been a, <laughs> it's been a blessing, and we've uh, enjoyed being able to work with them and have the numbers we have. Obviously, we'd love to continue to grow the program, but we're headed in the right direction, um, and Southfield Christian has been uh, a, a great partner with our program. I know you graduate a number of you know those big-time program guys for you, one being your quarterback, but you're not alone in that. I, f- I feel like I've been talking to most coaches, and everybody's having a, a QB battle, and that's what situation you're in right now, right? Absolutely. We graduated our four-year starter All-State quarterback, Connor Benson. Um, so, yeah, right now we've got a little battle going on at the quarterback spot. Um, got the young guy and older guys, so it's going to be interesting to see how things shake out and probably, to be honest with you, won't know until that week one game um, when we play Grass Lake. What do you look for, I guess, in, in a battle like that specifically? You know what? We want to see what their strengths are um, and how that's going to be able to fit in with what we want to do as an offensive team and, and as a program as a whole. And the biggest key is leadership. Um, we need a person who's going to be out there and lead the team. Well, you know, quarterback's the one that's out there in front, and he needs to really take hold of this team and help lead us in the right direction. You know, for a long time, it seems like there was the legends of the Catholic League, whether it be in the, the Central Division or, or down all the way to the Intersectional 1 and 2. And now there's been a decent amount of changeover in terms of coaches here or there, and certainly some new bodies this year as well. D- does that present challenges in preparing what you know what you're going to see for, I, I guess, in these early week games? Absolutely. Um, it definitely, you know, we have Riverview, uh, Gabriel Shard, week two, uh, and I absolutely don't have an idea what they're going to do. Obviously, we know uh, coaches' background coming from uh, Orchard Lake St. Mary's. But, um, you know, we don't know what we have there. Uh, luckily, though, our week one and our week three, we have a pretty good idea what they're going to do. Those coaches are established and their programs are very good, so I don't imagine they're going to change very much. But otherwise, yeah, it, it becomes uh, it becomes an issue when you week to week you just don't know. Could you like to get some game planning in in the off season, um, especially as a coaching staff because we have a few new coaches on our staff as well. Talking with Oscar Olenicek, he's the head coach at Shrine as we continue along in our Catholic High School League football preview presented by Siena Heights University. Obviously, you coached in the, the Central Division before. You played high-level football as well for UD. Is it weird to see you know, people like Orchard Lake St. Mary's and Catholic Central get away from that, that three-back set? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I watched some game film of Catholic Central the other day, and then was uh, talking with uh, Coach Merchant, who I coached with, and we were like, wow, where did the bruiser fullback go? <laughs> so, yeah, it is uh, it's a different breed of football, but, 
you know, it's exciting to see these uh, coaches and these teams continue to improve and, and uh, move with the times and, you know, help their, their teams get better and help them put them in a position to win. So it's exciting to watch all the, the changes. It's just like the landscape of football right now. Yeah, you yourself kind of coming over from the college ranks brought the, the no huddle, um, you know, sign-oriented type offense up-tempo at times as well. What do you? Th- that was the new wave, you know, in, in the last ten years. Do you think there's a new next wave coming here soon? You know what? I, I think it's um, the multiple reads in the offense, and then getting different looks from the defense, especially in the secondary. I just think that's going to continue to increase, and just the overall complexity of it, uh, where you're going to be, a, you know, the pass run option with the RPOs. But I think you're going to get even more, where you're going to have some more. You know, like I said, complexities within that where multiple reads in the run game and the off and in the passing game. And I just think that's going to continue as these players get faster and stronger and really see more and get uh, smarter football-wise, you know, have that football sense. So I think that's where it's going to go. But I think it's going to continue. The no huddle, I think, is going to continue to be the wave because uh, it's just, to be honest, it's actually easier than huddling. Talking here with uh, Coach Olenichik, I guess, what is the, the key to that when, when you're not huddling together, um, say in a loud scenario, when, when you know, you're, you're trying to bark the play calls out or, or go in the signals to, to get the, the call in quick enough? Well, I, to be honest with you, right now, a lot of teams um, are going where there's not even anything being barked out from the quarterback or your skill positions. Everybody's getting the signals from the sidelines, so there's actually less communication. So the key is to make sure that all 11 players see the signal, get the signal, and they're on the same page. And as we kind of transition to more of your personnel, I know you talked about kind of your QB battle, but, but two guys you know are going to be very good for you in the, the skill positions, Andrew Bala and Luke Thompson. Let's talk, start with Bala. What do you like out of him? Oh, Just his growth over the last three years uh, has been amazing. He's really worked hard in the offseason, uh, especially in our track program, working on that speed and strength and endurance. Uh, we have an amazing track coach and Coach Tracy Dawson that does a great job with our guys uh, who are a part of his program. And the amount of time and effort he's put into the weight room and running has just improved him overall. And we're going to find a lot of different ways to get him the football and get him in space. Um, and then uh, Luke Thompson, he's going to be he's going to be playing our running back, um, and also on the other side of the ball starts at our inside linebacker. So very flexible young man, and he's again this off season. The amount of time and effort he put into the weight room is, and his speed has been unbelievable, and we're really excited. He's going to be our workhorse uh, this year. And Last year he kind of split some time between receiver and running back because we had a, another four-year guy in there for, uh, who graduated. So he's going to be our guy that we're, he's going to get the ball, and uh, I'm really excited to see how he improves and, and what he does this year. Oscar, you stole our game analyst. What's up with that? Well, you know, from what what Coach Dixon said is you guys <laughs> you were paying you too much money and he wasn't getting enough and he just kind of felt left out a little bit so it was pretty easy to take him away. <laughs> no, but it was. No, we're excited. We're excited to have uh, Coach Dixon over here with us, working with us, and he played for me, and and I also have Coach Brand, uh, who played for me as well. So having a couple guys that played with me are, are exciting to have and just to see them grow as coaches and to be honest to spend some time with them has been it's been fun what are their roles exactly what are you going to do so dylan is going to be our defensive coordinator and then ryan brand is uh, our quarterback coach this will be his second year and he's also going to be our passing game coordinator 
talking with uh, Coach Olin Echek over at Shrine. Just talked about some of his new assistant coaches as well from the college ranks, guys that he moved on from UD Jesuit as well. As we kind of look at this schedule, something important and exciting, I'm sure, for you guys is to get back to Friday Night Lights. Huh? That, that'll be cool. Yes. Yes. Yeah, last year we were we were able to play, and it just uh, the Shrine community and the excitement of having the games um, in the evening time on Friday, that's just where fr- high school football should be played um, with our new field and our new lights and, and sound system. So we're really excited about that. We're excited to continue that. I know the school has some exciting things. Uh, that they're planning for those home games, and uh, hopefully we'll get, now the word's out, we'll get some more alumni back to the games because that's very, very important. And, you know, we talk about staff. I have an alumnus on our staff, and Harry Cooney, who um, played here for Shrine under Coach Goddard. It's been great. He's been with me for a while. So we want those alumni and those past players to come back and, and continue to support the program. Oscar, thanks so much for joining us here today. Best of luck going forward, and look forward to talking again soon. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on, and really I appreciate what you guys do for high school football and especially Catholic high school football. Thank you. That's Coach Oscar Olenichek from Shrine. Deontay Allen, the fresh new head coach over at Riverview, Gabriel Richard, will join us next here on the Patriots. Stick with us. There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic university in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.siennaheights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do for you. I'm Grace, a senior at Mercy High School in Farmington Hills. Mercy is preparing me for college and for life. Mercy's excellent curriculum, including calculus and AP biology, is giving me the academic edge to attend a prestigious university. At Mercy, I am part of a sisterhood of students who help strengthen my faith. With a variety of sports and clubs, every student has a place here. Discover what it means to be a Mercy girl at our open house on Sunday, October 24th from 1 to 3 p.m. Visit us online at mhsmi.org. We are Mercy. This is the CHSL Football Preview presented by Siena Heights University on the Patriot. It's Luke Hammond, our producer here today, bumping the ones and twos behind the glass at our WDTK studios in Ferndale, really looking forward to what should be an exciting week one of high school football in year nine of our Catholic High School League football game of the week. Is there a big bash that's going to happen for year 10, Luke, or what? I don't know. All I know is that we're getting old. <laughs> <laughs> year nine already? That's insane. Yeah. Fortunate to have been on the call for all of those nine seasons, worked with some great partners as well. We'll work with somebody new this year and announce that a little, little bit of a later date, but Excited to get going here shortly. And one of the teams that we will cover in our second game of week one, yes, two games again in week one of the season, a Thursday game and a Friday game. The Thursday game will be Catholic Central against Chippewa Valley. Just an outstanding matchup out in Novi. That game will start at 7 with the pregame show at 6.30 here on FM 101.5, AM 1400 and PatriotDetroit.com. Our second game, which we're also excited about, is on the island. We're going to Gross Eel as the take on Riverview Gabriel Richard and they have a fresh new face as their head coach he joins us now it's Deontay Allen Deontay how are you 
I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's it's great to talk with you. I know I had a conversation with you last week just uh, about the state of the program and where you guys are. But uh, I guess what has been your approach in your first you know couple months as the head coach of this program? Um, right now is uh, working with what we have right now, understanding that uh, bringing in culture, um, and then also just seizing the moment. That's one of the things that I uh, emphasize to the team right now. Um, one, like I said, um, making sure that we work with what we have right now and then build culture. And uh, that's my biggest focus right now. What kind of, you know, because obviously Richard has changed a little bit here and there in, in terms of formations. And I know you come from a running background at Orchard Lake St. Mary's, but what is the plan in terms of what you guys will run? Oh, we're still working. Um, we got we, Our skills are pretty good. We're still working on it. We'll figure it out and, and um, as we go. Um, we got our pads going on tomorrow, and I see some great things. So I think we get that ball out fast, but I also do a little mix with some power as well. well so a little bit a little bit of old school and some new school. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's kind of the, the fun way to do it, certainly in this, this traditional league as well. I know there's a, a connection with you and Chris Dyack. Explain that for the fans here. Yes, uh, so Coach Dyack was uh, – at Orchard Lake St. Mary's as a assistant basketball coach at Orchard Lake St. Mary's. So a lot of guys that I have on my staff, um, uh, we're familiar with uh, Coach Dyack, and uh, it's been always a great person to us and uh, always supported. So I have the opportunity to come over and, and be able to come over and help out with the football program. I jump right on it. Do you have any funny stories to share? <laughs> I don't have no funny stories. I, just, <laughs> I would just say this. <laughs> Uh, Dyag, Coach Dyag always pushed us uh, and, and, and always emphasized us taking it to another level. Um, and I always respected that, and I took that to college. Um, and I, I really respect him and, and the things that he has taught us. I know something. And doing it right. That's another thing. I, I, I would say doing things right as well. No doubt. I, I bet, you know, one thing that's an emphasis for you is kind of establishing that uh, JV and freshman levels. What are you trying to do to, I guess, grassroots back up to all three levels once again? Yeah, so, I mean, I think that's what the thing is about seizing the moment. What we have right now is what we have, right? So right now I'm, I'm, I'm really focused on just – I have a varsity team. And then I think if we do the things that we need to do, that it'll start to go to a JV team and we can get to the freshman team. Um, but I think it starts – I know that it starts with the guys we have right now. Um, and that's what I'll basically be doing. That's the, that's the, that's the end goal to have um, all three teams. And, uh, and that would be wonderful when it does happen. But right now, this is what we have. And let's, let's build from there. Talking with Deontay Allen, he's the new head coach at Riverview Gabriel Richard. Spent a couple years over at Orchard Lake St. Mary's on their staff. Played for Orchard Lake St. Mary's and Coach Port. As well, I know we had a side conversation the other day in terms of the legends of the Catholic League. They're all kind of gone now, at least in the, the Central Division. But it's it's got to be weird to not see Coach Port on the sidelines anymore, huh? Yeah, um, it's just crazy. But I, I also respect that I have the opportunity to spend these last two years with them and, and go out with them. Um, that's been one of my highlights um, from coming back. You know, I was overseas in Shanghai had the opportunity to come back here and uh, be able to actually be under him and learn from him. I learned so much. I respect him even more. Um, I'm one of his um, first, one of his first junior captains. And uh, just being able to be under him and, and be a sponge 
I, I respect him leaving to another level of just being out there and coaching under him. What's the biggest takeaway? You don't get it back. You don't get it back. Um, so that's where that seize the moment come in at. Um, and uh, it's about the team. That's all that matters. Um, that's all that matters. So you don't get it back, and it's about the team. It's about the team. Well, you mentioned your time in Shanghai. I found that really interesting, and um, it, it had to have been the experience of a lifetime. Just just explain what you did over there. So, yeah, so another alumni from Orchard Lake St. Mary's, uh, Chris McClorn, had the opportunity to go over there. Um, we built a program called AFA. So we just was developing. We did some things with NFL where we developed, um, as they say, American football over in China, football over in China, and we were going into schools, teaching them, Give them a, had a curriculum for them, and then we helped them develop. And, uh, and it was wonderful. We had opportunity to meet and uh, run cl clinics for Tom Brady, for Peyton Manny, Russell Wilson. Um, so that was what we were doing. I did that for four years. So it was one of the, the best things I ever did in my life. It was a great experience. Had some time in Shanghai and uh, uh, a little bit, of, a little, little bit of the language in it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess what uh, you know, what's the perception of of American football over there? How much fandom? I, I, th I always thought it was interesting, you know, when the NFL took to London. How many fanatical people in London there were about the NFL? I mean, did you find the same to be in China, or is it growing, or what's the state? I, I believe it's growing. What's crazy is I always say this: um, when I was there, there were no footballs in the stores and when i left there were footballs in the stores really um during the metro you know when you ride the metro uh there was not any sports being or not any fo football being played on the monitors now when i when i when i left it was football was being played on the monitors at the metro so it's growing it's growing yeah, that's interesting. Talking with Deontay Allen, the head coach at Riverview, Gabriel Richard. I know you have a little bit of a, a quarterback battle as well. How's that going? It's going well. It's, it's going well, I think, uh, with Nick Sobush and Nick Wisniewski. Um, they're doing an awesome job. Um, and I think both of them are going to be able to lead uh, this team and uh, kind of do some – they'll probably want to hear this little Ohio State action, you know, we do a little two-quarterback thing. <laughs> Now, both Knicks, how are you dealing with that? You mean as far as just them? Um, their names, yeah. Their <laughs> oh, man. Man, listen, it's, it's crazy because we have like four Aidens and like four Knicks. So it's like big Nick, little Nick, you know. So I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> well, I know you have a, a number of other skill guys you're excited about. You know, talk about some of them. Um, I like Aramis um, Lackey, running back, uh, be a senior. He's having a great camp right now with his leadership. Um, phenomenal. Um, also, um, we have a um, kid, Tony Solbush. That's the brother of Nick Solbush. He's been stepping up and doing some great job, a great job. And then uh, a guy named Chris Viggers, he is, came back and he's doing an awesome job. We're young. But just been working hard and getting everything they can, um, so I'm super excited for those guys as well. I know you have some big boys on the offensive and defensive side of things as yeah. well. Nick DeSanto, a, a guy that has offers from yeah, Hope and Wayne yeah. State already. What, what does he do well? Um, right now, I, I, I think the biggest thing is his leadership and uh, just spending some time with him and understanding um, how he matters and you know his leadership his last year. But a big, strong, 
his agility is getting there. Um, I think it's going to be a great year for him. We have them both on, on offense and defense. I know something that, that you've tried to do is recruit other athletes in the school. Obviously, River Gabriel Richard isn't a huge school, but there's definitely a lot of athletes in, you know, baseball with the state championship. Football has had success yeah, in the past. You know, how much recruiting are you doing in the building? Um, I would say it's more the, the, the fellas. Um, the biggest thing I wanted to do is make sure I bring the energy and um, it kind of carry over to, to into the school where now the now the guys on the football team is actually recruiting for us. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's a great time. It's a great time. But that's one thing that Coach Dyack emphasized. I mean, we're not a big school, so um, we need everybody that I want everybody to get out. You know, um, but understanding that. Um, it's important to play all sports and if they want to come. So it's been a lot of the guys that's on the football team recruiting. So they've been doing an awesome job, and that's what we've been doing. We've been getting in the community, um, doing a lot of community service, and it's just a, a lot of buzz about the football team and the great things that we're doing off the field and on the field. So that's that's where the recruitment has been coming in lately, and guys have been joining that way. And I, I think we will continue to encourage encourage that as well. How much buzz do you think that baseball state title just brought to the school in general? I think a lot. I mean, I, especially in Division Three, um, and uh, it, it's good for the school. It's good for the young men, um, ladies that's here at the school, and it's just it's just a, a stepping stone of, of where we want to take uh, GR. I guess what is your your program model? I'm, I'm sure you're bringing some of those things over from Orchard Lake and from Coach Port, but what are you trying to establish here ultimately? I think for me, I would say for my coaches and in general, I just want to teach, develop, and motivate. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that I want to do here. Um, but I want to—I just want us to be—I want us to be great. I want us to be great men uh, on and off the field. I want our young men to understand that you can go over from Michigan and go to Shanghai and be great uh, businessmen if you get the opportunity to go play next level, but just uh, emphasizing being great in everything you do. Talking to you with Deontay Allen, the first-year head coach at Riverview, Gabriel Richard, you hit on the development piece there. What makes a good developer and somebody that can develop talent, you think? Uh, it's patience. It's patience. Understanding um, – that the, the, the young man or the young lady might not be there right now, but being patient with that, that young man and that lady. And, 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 and uh, this is just patience, really, to be honest with you. I think I got a little bit of that patience being over in China because they didn't know anything about football. So that's kind of like want to, you know, and just being patient and being patient and uh, not giving up on young men. I love, you know, I love working with, 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 with young kids and, uh, I think that's where that comes in. I guess you look at, you know, what this week is. It's a huge week across high school football. We kind of talked about this with Coach O just a few minutes ago from Shrine. But, you know, as as a first-year head coach of this program, putting on the pads has to feel like a whole different level, huh? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, what are guys – like, I'm not sitting here with uh, a 1,000 kids in this school right now. So I have to – I think that's where the experience come in with the college – just knowing how to monitor when it hit, when it thud, you know, because I want to protect the team as well. Um, I know when I finished up playing at Ohio State, 
we didn't do a lot of hitting like that, you know. So we just kind of just that's where that teach come in at, you know. And if we can get some of those rep, reps on the field, I mean, on, with film and on the board, we can do that, you know. But it's it's super exciting. Um, but just understanding and controlling it, um, safety and healthy health is number one. And I want I, I want a whole team when I go in to Grove Field, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess talk about that matchup as well. How much do you know about Grossilly even focusing on that at this point? Um, I I, I don't know a lot about Grossilly. Um, I'm excited, you know, um, about that just being the opening for just my my head coaching year, new year. Um, and we haven't really focused on that yet. I think we'll do that at like next week. Um, I'm just really worried about. And just focusing, I won't say worry, but just focusing on our young men, making sure they're where they need to be at. And uh, by that time, um, we have to be prepared um, for Gross Seal. Well, Deontay, great to talk with you here today. Look forward to catching up as the year goes on. And best of luck uh, with the Pioneers over there. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's Deontay Allen, the new head coach at Riverview, Gabriel Richard. We're back with a new head coach as well when we get back. Stick with us. Concerned about unpredictable rising college tuition costs? Siena Heights University is taking a bold step to remain affordable. The Siena Tuition Advantage Plan means more price certainty, including potentially one tuition price during your time at Siena, a Catholic university. Located in Adrian, Michigan, Siena Heights also offers scholarships in academics, athletics, and the arts. Find out what the Siena Tuition Advantage is all about today by visiting siennaheights.edu. That's the Siena Effect. We have always believed that every child learns differently, so we develop individualized plans for each student. This year, we are delivering educational support in every possible way, in person, in our center, or at your home and virtually. Any subject, any grade, anywhere. The Student Connection, uniquely designed for success. TheStudentConnect.com. You're listening to the CHSL Football Preview, presented by Siena Heights University. Now, back to Jeremy Otto. You can follow us at CHSL on WDTK. Again, that's at CHSL on WDTK. Maybe you're looking for that week's matchup. That's your spot for that as well. And just everything Catholic High School League football, we try to keep up to date as much as we can. And Listen to our fine Game of the Week broadcast as well each and every Friday here on the Patriot. We strive it. We kind of strive to stick with Fridays. Number one, it feels like high school football, right? I mean, the Friday Night Light, kind of as we talked about with Coach Olenicek just a minute ago, but also because we carry Wayne State football, which we're very proud of for a long time here on our air. So they have a lot of Saturdays. So Fridays just kind of work out for us over the last nine years. So that's what we'll stick with again here today. And we just talked with Deontay Allen over at Riverview Gabriel Richard. We'll have his Pioneers against Grosseal on Friday. That will be our second game of week one. That's a 7 o'clock kick with a 6.30 pregame show. And on the other side on Thursday, we'll have Catholic Central and Chippewa Valley, which should be one of the more dynamic matchups in the state of Michigan to start week one. That's also a 7 o'clock, six, seven o'clock kick with a 6.30 pregame show as well. Without further ado, I want to... Recommend another head coach to follow on Twitter, certainly. That's Chris Laney. He's the new football coach at Divine Child in his first year. Chris, thanks for joining you. How are you? 
I'm doing well. How are you, Jeremy? Doing well. Thanks for uh, taking some time here today. I know this is a busy time for everybody as you try to get everything together. You're not, you know, unfamiliar, obviously, with Catholic League football. You've been on the staff for a long time. What's the biggest takeaway since taking over from head coaching now, I guess? Yeah, um, yeah. so I've been on staff here at Divine Child since 2012. So uh, getting to know the kids was not an issue uh, as I was hired. But, you know, first year as a head coach, although my 20th year coaching high school football and, and uh, you know, a lot of a lot of the other things that uh, as an assistant, I, I certainly wasn't uh, in tune to or worried about, uh, whether that's with parents or administration um, and, and just those odds and ends. So it's just a matter of managing my time a little more, but uh, really excited to to lead our program here uh, at Divine Child. Well, your boss, if, if you want to call him that, is the head coach for a long time, John Filiatro, a guy who had success in the Catholic League, had a lot of success in the public realm of things that Livonia Churchill as well, but uh, what did you learn from him overall? So John was John was wonderful. He, uh, you know, I was, I was happy to work with him for those eight years and coordinating for, with him for four years. And and John had a really good pulse on on the program and on the kids and with his experience. Uh, uh, you know, just leaning on him still today. You know, he talks to me probably you know once a week. We talk about things, how things are going. Uh, but he he was really good at at getting a feel for the for the team and and being able to kind of structure what we did around our strengths um, and, and something I've been able to take with us into this season as well. Well, you had the chance very early on in your divine child career to coach Aiden Hutchinson as well, obviously the first-round draft pick of the Detroit Lions. I, I guess stepping back then, did you realize that, yeah, this is a first-round pick, or, or how much did he grow leaps and bounds at the University of Michigan? Uh, to be honest with you, you know, we knew he was good. Uh, I don't think any of us here – knew he was was this good uh when he came in as a freshman he he played jv football he wasn't one of these you know hot shot freshmen that came in and played varsity right away um and he worked his way as a sophomore he, he was a one-way starter and, and he played offensive tackle to be honest um he didn't play defense for us as a sophomore um but then really took off between his sophomore and junior season and and Aiden, Aiden to us is, was, was really defined by by his work ethic and uh you know as we handed out jerseys this week and one of our seniors took his – he wore number eight when he was here at D.C. And, um, you know, we talked about that number and how hard he played while he was here. And uh, But but to answer your question, uh, I don't know if we thought he'd be the number two pick in the draft, but we're really fired up for him for sure. I know it's not as popular in high school, but could you see that number being retired at some point? Uh, certainly. You know, I think there's a, there's, there's a, that number. I think uh, number 60 has always carried a lot of prestige here at Divine Child. Pat Shermer wore that, that uh, number here at D.C. And, of course, he went on to be an NFL head coach. And, and I'm sure there's a couple other numbers in there. But uh, a lot of great tradition here at Divine Child. They, they, have, they have yet to retire numbers here. But uh, certainly I think that would be one that would, that would give great thought to Talking with Chris Laney at Divine Child. You know, one more point to that before we get to your team this year what what is it like i guess around campus to have a first round pick in you know the the more recent future some i'm sure some of these student athletes can remember you know maybe they were shadowing a divine child and they went to a game and aiden hutchinson was playing now he's playing for the detroit lions in the nfl that's a big deal that's a huge deal uh it's it's wonderful for our uh you know community here at divine child and of course his mother was a divine child alum both of his older sisters came here uh, my sister was actually just named Miss Michigan, so a lot, lot going on there at the Hutchinson house. But uh, it was cool for the NFL draft. We had a kind of a draft day party here. I was lucky enough to be in Las Vegas for it, but uh, 
the schools, the elementary school and the high school had a draft party here, and, um, and Aiden had filmed a uh, video message that we played at the, uh, at the event, and he just thanked the Divine Child community. And then, uh, of course, when the Lions drafted him, uh, the place erupted, and, and, and we were able to post that on our social media. And, and it's, I think the coolest thing is just to see, like, the elementary school kids, you know, all wearing Hutchinson jerseys around here. And uh, it's just, you know, he's one of us, and uh, – uh, we're, we couldn't be any more uh, thrilled for him. Uh, I was able to go to a practice last week for the Lions and to see him. So um, it's just been been a real blessing for us here at Divine Child and such a great family as well. That's awesome stuff. Let's talk a little bit more about your team this year. You know, I, I know you know whenever a head coach takes over, you question, will things change in terms of formations and how you guys run it? I guess what is the answer to that question for you? You know, for us, I think we'll be, uh, you know, offensively pretty similar to what we've been in the past. Uh, maybe a little more two back this year. Um, I like a little more physical style up front. Uh, I think even if you look at our, our roster, we like to hang our hat on our on our linemen. We're we're pretty good in the trenches. We have quite a few quite a few guys coming back there. I think we return four offensive linemen. Um, so be a little more physical up front uh, on the offensive side of the ball, and then. And defensively, uh, you know, we're, we're gonna we're gonna switch a little bit. We were an odd front primarily uh, last year. We'll be a little more even front this year, although we'll, we'll play a little odd. Um, but uh, things, you know, things aren't broken here. You know, things were things were going well for us, and uh, and and just fine tuning a few things and trying to get our scheme, you know, schematically around around the kids we have has been a few of the adjustments. But uh, these will be fairly similar here on uh, at DC. I know the varsity roster size may be a little bit lower than you'd like at this point, but program numbers are up, right? So that's a good thing. We, we are excited, yes. We, we're up 13 kids in our program from last year. Uh, so, so we're over 70 kids now in the program. And, uh, you know, we, we're, we're lucky to have an elementary school that has a very strong CYO program, and there are over 100 kids in that program. Um, you know, and, and, and so we're really trying to, to build our numbers and keep this thing going upward. Um, you know, it's going to be critical for us, especially competing in the Catholic League. I know you mentioned a little bit, well, I want to dive in a little bit further to your offensive line. I mean, it's an impressive group of bodies. A guy that you lost even went on to Central Michigan. You got a guy at Northwestern that's committed there. Another Division One guy probably coming up as well on Noah Thomas. But, you know, how big is that to have those guys in that position? You know, the size is great, but the experience is really, uh, you know, second to none. We've got, uh, you know, Dylan Senda, who, who is committed to Northwestern, uh, is going to be a four-year starter for us. Uh, he's a very versatile kid. He's played center. He's played guard. He'll, he'll go over to tackle this year. Um, you know, Noah Thomas coming off an ACL injury and, and just got clearance, uh, you know, about a week ago to come back full go at football. So that's been a huge blessing for us to have Noah back. Um, and then, you know, our center is a returning player as well, Ryan Reed, um, of 6'2", about 260 pounds, um, can, can play a number of positions. And uh, both of our guard positions, we have one, one, one of our guards is back from last year, Dane Sichterman. And uh, I think Matthew Mather will take our other uh, guard position, but a lot of experience there. They played a lot of football games uh, and somebody we, some, a group that we feel we can really get behind. I'll say hello to Dave for me. Him and I go way back when he was at Marygrove College. I was a student there calling games when he was kind of on his exit out uh, onto bigger and better things. But uh, Dave's a good guy to, to have around your program as well, along with his son. But Robert Lillane, a, a guy at quarterback that has some experience as well. What are you looking for out of him this year? Yeah, Robert Robert is uh, another one, right? He's, he's in his third year with us uh, starting. He's a big boy. He's 6'4". He's, uh, he's all of 225. He's got a big arm. 
Uh, he's been very active at the camps, you know, in, in the off season. He's a kid who works really hard. Um, and, and, you know, we'd like to use him a little bit more in the run game, to be honest. He's really improved his athleticism as he's gotten older. Uh, but he, he still has that big arm, can sit in that pocket and throw the ball. And, um, again, very lucky to have a kid like Robert back uh, in our program starting again. Now, when you look at some of the other skill guys, I know you mentioned a few, but um, you know, one guy that, that's moving more to the H-back position, he was an offensive guard last year, is Isaiah Pocha. What are you looking for out of him there? Yeah, Isaiah, he'll definitely kind of quarterback us defensively uh, at that defensive line position. Uh, he recently committed to Saginaw Valley. We're very excited about that. Uh, you know, he's a big boy, six one. He's 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 all of two sixty five, real thick kid, um, and and. You know, a kid that we feel we can use as, as an H-back and use in our run game. And, you know, I talked earlier about wanting to be a little more physical up front. Um, and Isaiah is certainly somebody that, that, that's going to bring that physicality for us. Um, you know, I, 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 I told him maybe we give him the ball a little bit in there to keep him happy. But he'll primarily be a lead blocker for us. Um, and then defensively, he's, he's, he's full go. He's, he's going to handle that, that defensive tackle position for us. And uh, uh, somebody, somebody we gotta we got to have in shape and ready to go off season. So it's a, he's had a good camp so far. Well, if you're listening and you're not necessarily a divine child fan, but you know, have kept up with their athletic program. Laney sounds like a familiar name for a good reason. Mary Laney, obviously Chris's wife. Is is there some pressure there to win now (laughs) with all the success she's had? She told me I've got seven years to win a state title. I said, well, that was, uh, yeah, my my wife at uh, is a basketball coach here, and she's been that for a number of years. Um, she's had a lot of success. Um, and she's got three state championship rings that sit on her uh, dresser at home that I look at frequently, and uh, uh, two as a player and one as a coach. So I've got some catching up to do. But uh, you know, the uh, the coaching world is it's a lot of hours, it's a lot of time, and and it's uh, it's really a blessing to have a spouse at home who understands that and. Uh, Mary and I make a good team that way. We've got three young, three young children at home: a sixth grader, a fourth grader, and a first grader. So we are uh, burning the candle at both ends of the stick. But we're uh, uh, she's very, very happy to have me in this role. So we're we're very excited. Any similar attributes when you coach? Or are you two totally different in terms of how you approach things? Uh, I think we're a little different. I tend to be a little more fiery. Um, she, she's uh, this isn't her first rodeo, so she's a little more. Uh, I think she's calmed down now after a few years, but uh, you know, I think we look at we do look at a lot of things similar. Um, and to be honest with you, she's she's just a great sounding board. You know, um, me being in my first year, there's things that have come up, and, and and it's nice to be able to sit at the kitchen table and ask her her opinion on something. And, and of course, she's going to give me her honest opinion with that. And so, um, I, I can't say how, how how lucky I am to have her in my in my corner. You guys start with Riverview in week one. Obviously, a, a nice opponent there for you, somebody that you're familiar with in the past. What are you expecting out of them? Yeah, you know, uh, Riverview's been a kind of a, a thorn in our side. Um, you know, the last last few times we've played them, you know, for them it's all scheme. Uh, they run the full house tee, um, and they're going to they're gonna challenge you defensively uh, to, to play your keys and to uh, play downhill and play physical, but not fall asleep. So they'll play action, pass the ball over your head. Um, so uh, they're going to be a challenge week one. That's uh, something that we've been kind of you know, preparing for throughout the summer um, and as we get into camp. Uh, but definitely a, a big challenge for us week one at, at home here at D.C. Well, Chris, best of luck going forward. Looking forward to following the Falcons this year. 
I appreciate it, Jeremy. Thank you very much for having me on, and uh, yeah, go Falcons. That's Chris Fellini, the head coach at Divine Child. The reigning Division II champions are on the line. Dan Rowan and the Pilots looking to gain another state championship. We'll talk to him when we get back on the Patriots. Stick with us. We have always believed that every child learns differently, so we develop individualized plans for each student. This year, we are delivering educational support in every possible way, in person, in our center, or at your home and virtually. Any subject, any grade, anywhere. The Student Connection, uniquely designed for success. TheStudentConnect.com There's no better time to apply to Siena Heights University. Complete our free application to find out about all the scholarship and financial aid opportunities available. We offer scholarships for academics, athletics, and the arts on our Adrian Main campus. We were also named the top-ranked online program in Michigan for four consecutive years. To learn more about our Catholic university in the Dominican tradition, please visit go.sienaheights.edu and find out what the Siena Effect can do for you. Follow the Catholic League Game of the Week on Twitter at CHSL on WDTK. Now back to the CHSL football preview presented by Siena Heights University. Well, starting to wrap up show two of three in our CHSL football preview. You can rewind by listening to the podcast of these fine programs as well by visiting our website, PatriotDetroit.com. And each of these will air on the three Fridays before the start of the high school football season. Now happy to have on Dan Roney, the head coach at Warren D. LaSalle in his third season with the Pilots. Dan, how are you? Are you guys there? Yes, can you hear us? Yeah, sorry about that. That's okay. Dan, thanks for coming on here today as uh, you know, we, we kind of look at uh, what this week means for you guys. Obviously, putting on the pads is a big deal and, and closer to get going here in week one. Yeah, you know, it's an exciting time. I think there's about a lot of uh, anticipation and excitement around the program. And, you know, able to put last year behind us and, and focus hard in the offseason. I was excited about the opportunity to have a full offseason with our kids and you know, working out in zero hour in an early morning class, we have great commitment and a lot of kids that were here every day and then get into the summer and, you know, summer routine gets cranked up a little bit more and you start doing some of the camps. But, you know, the focus is on what we're doing and how we're doing it and making sure we're doing it the right way so we can be the best we can be when it gets to November. You know, kind of stepping back and looking what this journey has been for you guys, obviously a challenge when you took over, but you definitely had some talent two years, two years ago, took them to a state championship. You've been through all the COVID challenges and then obviously took them right back and won it last year. I mean, I mean, stepping back, is this all can, you can ask for in terms of the first two years of a program for you? Yeah, I mean, as far as if you want to judge it just on wins and losses but and the ability to get to the you know the end game, and which is obviously the championship. But I think the bigger thing we've looked at is the turnaround we've had in the community and with our alumni and with the kind of support that we're building. You know, our numbers and enrollment are growing, and, you know, our community is coming back, and the events that we've been doing have been great. So, those are things that, you know, when I took this job and I've taken any job or interviewed for any football job, I said, you know, the ability to be the football coach is one thing, but the ability to use football to help elevate the school and make the school and community better is, is what's important. And I think our kids and our, our our parents and our coaches have embraced that. And, you know, that's the direction we want to go. And so, you know, winning two, we've not only have we been 
you know, all state on the football field or win a state championship, but we've also been academic all state and, you know, competed the highest. And so those things are important to us. Talking with Dan Roan of Warren D. LaSalle. He's our fourth and final guest in our CHSL football preview presented by Siena Heights University here today. As we look at, you know, what you got coming back, it's obviously a very good group, but I, I want to start obviously with um, one of your stars in Brady Drogosh and a guy who entered the state championship last game, correct me if I'm wrong, with no Division One offers, and now he's committed to Cincinnati. How did that happen all quickly for him? You know, I, I've explained to Brady with a lot of the coaches and a lot of people it when, when I got here, Brady was a fresh, was just finished his freshman year, and you know they were kind of more of a wing T football team and not a spread it out kind of throw it mentality and let the quarterback kind of take over with his athletic ability. So there wasn't a lot of development his freshman year. Yeah, he trained some coaches and did some things on his own time, but then COVID hit, and so you get into you get into March of his sophomore year uh, or his freshman year, and he doesn't have a head coach and nobody's around, and then you go through six months and you can't work with each other and you can't train and. So his development process was a little bit late. You know, I coached some pretty good quarterbacks, Jay Rucambo and Travis Russell, you know, some kids at Ferris State that were pretty dynamic. And I thought Travis, I thought for sure that Brady Jorgach was every bit as good as any one of those and probably had some more raw talent and leadership skills that were what you look for in a quarterback. So it just took some time to develop those things. His sophomore campaign, I'm talking about a kid who's starting football and didn't have any seven-on-sevens, didn't get a chance to go out and compete, didn't get a lot of time with his coach and his coaching staff. And so his sophomore year was, was some trial and tribulation things, and he had to grow into that. And junior year, I thought he came, you know, he just got better and better. And then when people started seeing his athletic ability and see the way he could throw the ball, I think it, it was easy for them to take notice. So it was a process. I, I, I think he just went under the radar just simply because of, you know, things that were happening, happened circumstances. But he's where he's at now, and he's a leader of this football team on the offensive side of the ball, and we're going to need Brady to have a good year in order to be successful. Yeah, I guess what is the key? You've obviously coached guys in this these situations before. Um, I don't think Brady is necessarily one of these guys, but you know there is maybe a slight worry in your mind. Oh, he's you know he's got his big time offer. He's got his commitment. You know what what does his high school football season mean as a senior? How do you make sure that you know that doesn't get in his mind or anybody's mind? You know, looking to play big time college football. You know, I I think it's a difficult task. It's a bigger task than, than people realize. Not not just for a kid like Brady, but even for an entire program. When you win a state championship and you go 13-0 and, and you got 50 seniors coming back, you know, how do you keep those kids motivated to go do it again and keep the coaches motivated and keep the parents motivated and keep keep pushing the right buttons? But you know, it's the job of a head coach. And we had, we've had to do things a little bit different this year. And, you know, we spend five, ten minutes before we even go out to practice every day looking at different things on video doing some motivational, doing some, you know, I don't want to call them brain teasers, but just little things to keep us all on track and talk about what the end goal is and making sure we're working together as a football team. And, you know, uh, the expectations are high, but where else would you want it? I mean, if you're going to compete in athletics, you, you kind of want people to, to always come at you with their best and you want to be, you want to com- compete at the highest level. So the conversations I have at Brady, is, I, I expect you to go off to Cincinnati and have a great career, but what better than to go to Cincinnati as a two-time state champion and it's someone who's led this program back to where where it needs to be and keep us going in the right direction. And that's that's his role. And, you know, I'm not easy on Brady. I'm going to coach him probably hard, as harder, if not harder than anybody else on the team. And he knows that, and he embraces that. So, you know, you also have to set that expectation, not only with Brady, but with your coaching staff and your parents and everyone else. And so just being clear and precise on how to communication and where we're going with this is the most important thing. Talking with Dan Rohn, the head coach at Warren G. LaSalle in his third full season 
as their bench boss over there. I, I guess another guy I want to talk about, Rhett Rozier, you know, I kind of rewind to the, the state championship game last year. You guys had a chance to really hop on top of Traverse City Central, and that's what you did in the end and won fairly easily in terms of the score. But Rhett was a guy who got the football on the goal line, I think two yards out, three times in a row. He missed the first two times. I kind of stuffed him, but you gave the football again the third time around. I, I guess that says the ultimate trust in a guy like that to find the end zone in an important situation, huh? Yeah, and you got to keep in mind, you know, Rhett was only a sophomore. He played a significant role for us as a freshman, too, and um, – he's a big athletic running back and you know as a freshman we used him sparingly in a bunch of different roles and then as a sophomore he kind of became our number one running back but we had two kids that really helped him out and you know he, he's definitely our guy and he's one of the you know best ball, baseball players in the area so Brett travels the the country all summer long competing in Florida and South Carolina and stuff but he works out consistently I think Rhett probably had our best off season of any one of our players as far as his commitment and time and dividing that time up to playing playing multiple sports and you know it's a credit to him because there's a lot of people talking about his opportunities in baseball yet he doesn't give up on the weight training the strength training and stuff because he knows how that's going to help him in both sports and he's going to be our guy you know he's going to be a kid that's also going to return kicks for us he returned two kicks for touchdowns last year and you don't think about that when you talk about a 220 pound running back but he sees the field really well and he runs he's a lot faster than people anticipate so excited about rat uh, and what he brings to the table and his ability to be dynamic for us and be a three-down back. You know, at times last year and the year before, we used him in certain situations, but now he's a three-down back for us and, again, someone who can go get those short yardage, but also can make some big plays for us. I know the defense was also something that kind of headlined you last year as well. Who are some guys you're looking to step up there? You know, Dito Sal has been known for the defense, and I, I credit Brandon Bush. And since Brandon's been here, I think Dito Sal is probably – been one of the you know stingiest defenses in the area and they're they're just so sound fundamentally and when, when brandon game plans and you know you start with mason moragan you know mason's a three-year starter for us on the defensive end he's a commit to uh university of illinois and so he's going to go play big 10 football and he's he's that good and he, he's worked to be there you know he's a six foot four 245 pound kid that runs a you know a low four seven and he's he's pretty athletic pretty hard to block one-on-one but you know, you also got in the middle, our middle linebacker who's returning, James McDonald. You know, he started every game for us as a junior. So when you start 13 games at inside linebacker, the, the expectations are you can lead our defense and make the calls and put us in the right position. So a lot of pressure on James, but you also can't count out our two, two of our returning secondary guys, which is Jamari Allen, one of our corners, who became a real bright spot for us last year towards the end of the season. Wasn't even starting, you know, the first four or five games. Next thing you know, he's starting and he's committing to Central Michigan as corner and you know, expectations are high for Jamari, and Jamari loves it, and he's had a, probably his best offseason, gained a lot of weight and gotten a lot stronger. And then Griffin Phillips, who's actually been on varsity since he was a freshman, battled through some injuries as a sophomore, got healthy about halfway through his junior year and, you know, had two pick sixes for us and, and during the playoff run, and he's a dynamic athlete, and he just re- recently committed to St. Thomas as well. So got some guys on the defensive side of the ball that can run around and got some experience and played a lot of football. So, being a team that's known for their defense, we're okay with that. You know, let our, we do have some young guys that are going to have to fill in and make some plays and, and be good for us. But, you know, as long as the defense can always keep us in a football game, they've done since I've been here, it gives us a chance to win a lot of football games. Well, talk about your schedule as well. You have kind of the prototypical Catholic League Central Division schedule, obviously, but Muskegon and River Rouge, right, uh, in smack dab at the beginning and the end of it. 
Yeah, you know, Muskegon, Muskegon is exciting for me in the fact that I'm from Muskegon, uh, born and raised in Muskegon, and I know all the coaches over there and all the guys. Keith Guy, the athletic director, and I are good friends. We've been talking back and forth all summer. So to play Muskegon, it, you know, you mark that game up. There's been a little bit of a history there, and we're going to really celebrate that game, you know. These schools have played against each other, and Muskegon's had DLSL's number. Took away a state championship game from state championship title way back in 2006 um, on the very on the very last plays of the game by stripping a football at the one-yard line. And we're going to honor that team, actually. It's their class reunion, and that team is going to come back and be at that football game. So excited about that. We're playing that one at Lawrence Tech. And, you know, I'm going to have some Woodward Radio is going to come there and do their their radio talk show during the JV game. We're going to play all three levels. So building up a lot of anticipation around that game. And those are those are memories. Those are things that we like to do in our program you know, create opportunities for everybody in our program to have a lot of fun one day. So we're going to play our freshman JV varsity all the same day against Muskegon at Lawrence Tech. And then we turn around, you know, we get into that tough league schedule, which everybody knows is always a grind. No matter who's the best team in that league, nobody really runs away with a football game. It's it's a constant battle. And playing a game on a Sunday is new to me. Uh, we're going to go play in the Catholic, at Catholic Central in their boys' bowl. And that's something I've never experienced. But getting our kids ready to play on a Sunday is, is, is a little bit different. And but we welcome the challenge look forward to going over there and playing them at their place on that, that incredible event and turn around and play a great River Rouge program. And, you know, I've, I've had a lot of respect for what Corey's done over there. I know he's gone now, but that program is as, as good as it's been. they got a lot of great Division One athletes over there and can run around. So I think challenges us with that type of schedule, getting ourselves ready for the playoffs is the most important thing. And it's not going to be easy, this new play, this playoff format. I don't even know if I understand it. If it doesn't it make sense to some people, it doesn't really make sense to me. I think, you know, if we don't win a, a majority of our football games, six or seven games at least, we may not be in the playoffs, and that's too bad considering how difficult our schedule is. Well, Dan, thanks so much for taking some time here today. Look forward to catching with up with you as uh, we cover some games, I'm sure, down the road for the Pilots, and uh, best of luck going forward. Awesome. We appreciate you guys' support and look forward to working with you, and uh, can't wait to see you guys on a, on a Friday night. Awesome. That's Dan Roan, the head coach at D. LaSalle, our final guest in our CHSL football preview. Well, that'll put a bow here on our final show, or our, our second to last show, I should say, of this little preview series. One more coming up next week, Friday from 7 to 8, right after 6 o'clock talk here on the Patriot. We hope you join us for that. Another stacked line of guests for you there. For our producer, Luke Hammett, I'm Jeremy Otto. We will see you next week and then the week after that kickoff. Can you believe it? Week one of the high school football season coming up. Thank you for listening to this week's CHSL football preview presented by Siena Heights University. Patriot Detroit's Catholic High School League football season preview continues next Friday at 7. Follow the Catholic League Game of the Week on Twitter at CHSL on WDTK. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.